47-yard field goal attempt here for Kyle Ferry, freshman from Searcy, Arkansas. Good snap back. Hold is down. Ferry's kick is away, and this one is on target. Welcome to college football, Kyle Ferry. With that, I say welcome in to the first episode of Kicking It with Kyle Ferry. Once again, I'm your host, Mississippi State field goal kicker Kyle Ferry. As we bring you episode one, which will be about my story and how I ended up in Stark Vegas, Mississippi, playing for Mississippi State. That moment was definitely something that I'll never forget for the rest of my life. But it definitely wasn't a, an easy track to get to that moment, but definitely a track that was worth it. I'll start with, once again, just saying thank you for all the comments, follows, questions, just engagement on this podcast and it starting and everything. It meant the world to me on a Thursday when just everyone flooded in with love and uh, I couldn't be more appreciative and once again Mississippi State shows why we're a family and why we're the greatest university in the nation Um, and that's not even just an opinion that's a fact and uh, so anyway I'll get started uh, with my story and how I ended up at Mississippi State but first before I tell you I just want to let you guys know who I am and uh, kind of how I was brought up uh, so, like it said in the opening little video there, I am from Searcy, Arkansas, which is about a 25,000-person town in the middle of Arkansas, uh, about 45 minutes north of Little Rock. I um, grew up in kind of a soccer household. Um, my dad is from Scotland um, and moved here when he was 20. My mom uh, is from Arkansas, so uh, that's why I was in Arkansas uh, to begin with, uh, my whole family really lives here uh, on my mom's side. Um, I didn't really grow up watching college football, which is kind of funny that I'm here today uh, uh, playing college football. It's kind of fun to look back on. Um, I actually never played football uh, until my seventh grade year. Uh, My coach just asked me to do it. I was pretty athletic, so my coach really wanted me to play. So that's what I did, and I hated it. Uh, After after seventh grade, uh, my mom... I told my mom, uh, I'm never playing football again. And so it's funny to look back on that conversation. I'll never forget it. We were in the car after our last game, and I was like, I'm never playing football again. This sucks. And I uh, played soccer growing up. I was I, I was pretty good um, at soccer. Uh, one of the few lefties, so that helped me out quite a bit. Um, and my dad was really big into it. So it really, you always, as a kid, you want to kind of do what your dad's into and really be involved and that's that's really what I did um so I played I played travel soccer really Uh, I played a little travel basketball and then I didn't really pick up golf until um high school but golf is one of my it's probably my favorite hobby outside of football now and I love golf um but growing up like I said uh never played football didn't want anything to do with football didn't watch football nothing so I uh, didn't really pay attention, especially to college football. I grew up a Colts fan, so I did watch NFL, but just not college. Um, to be quite honest, I didn't really even know there was college football for a little while. Um, but didn't really have a team. I hated Arkansas, <laughs> which is it is kind of unheard of. You know, Arkansas fans are pretty, pretty legit uh, when it comes to the Razorbacks, especially the people from Arkansas, but just never got into it. Uh, like I said, neither of my parents were Razorback fans, so it made it kind of easy to just focus not on that. 
And then my mom remarried in 2016 to my stepdad, Mike. And uh, he is from Mississippi. So he's a Mississippi State fan. He, Thank God he was raised correctly, uh, wearing maroon and white. So um, helps helps my life a lot now when I look back on it. So I thank his parents for that. Um, because Lord knows what would happen if I was an Ole Miss fan. Woo-wee. Anyway, so uh, when he got into my life in 2016, he's a big, I mean, he grew, an hour, grew up an hour away in Kosciuszko, so he went to all the games, everything. So every every time Mississippi State was on the TV, anytime they had a game, they were on the TV. So, you know, the, the more you watch them, the more you get engaged because, you know, the more you realize who people are, you start following them a little bit, like, oh, I wonder if Mississippi State won for Mike, and then eventually I found myself just watching them over and over and over again and I was like man I'm kind of becoming a fan I'm getting invested in this like what what's go- what's getting into me and um, baseball really did it for me at Mississippi State um, we really watched baseball a lot he got here uh, around Christmas time and so he was here in the winter so once spring started when he was around a lot for the first time it was really watching watching baseball and I I also never played baseball. I hated it. I thought baseball was so boring, which, I mean, I still kind of think it is, but uh, that's a conversation that I don't really want to have with Mike. But Mississippi State baseball is as far away from boring as possible. I could watch Mississippi State baseball until I died. And that's not even an overreaction. Like, I literally could. And so um, as I watched Mississippi State play baseball, I was like, if they can make baseball entertaining and fun to watch imagine what football and basketball is like. So eventually now I'm starting to look forward to Mississippi State football season. I don't even know a single person on the team. Uh, so we ended up going down to Starkville for the first time to watch a, to watch a regional game. And once again, didn't know a single player, didn't know anything about campus. Um, and that was the year uh, we, we made it to Omaha with Elijah McNamee hitting walk-off home runs every game. So... That was super fun to watch. And uh, when McNamee hit the walk-off against Florida State, I think I had a heart attack in my living room. And I'd barely been following Mississippi State up to this point. I mean, of course, it took a couple years for him to to grow on me because I just didn't have any interest in it. So, you know, I don't even remember what year that was. I want to say like 2018, 2017. So, you know, once Elijah McNamee hit that walk-off at Florida State, I remember exactly where I was. I turned to Mike and said, imagine he hits a walk-off right here. Like, just imagine that. And then he does. And we hadn't had a hit all game. We went 3-2, whatever. So, like, we make it to the Supers, and I'm absolutely just going nuts. I'm like, this cannot be real. You know, we're, we're hosting a Super Regional. Like, what is going on? And then McNamee hits a walk-off against Stanford to, to put us in Omaha. And we were in at our summer vacation – Everyone is downstairs. There's 20 of us. And we're, me and Mike are upstairs by ourselves watching Mississippi State baseball. Like I said, I, I knew three players. Uh, well, not even three. No, I just think of uh, McNamee. Oh, we had the lefty pitcher. Uh, uh, Ethan, I want to say his name is that. Um, let me look. It's going to make me mad if I don't find it. But uh, Mangum, you had Mangum on that team. You had... McNamee, just those guys really made baseball super, super fun. And then I really just started really getting invested in it. And I'm really trying to find this guy's name. Ethan, what was his name? 
Ethan Small. Yes, I just needed a CNS. Okay, mm-hmm. Ethan Small. So he was our ace, and, you know, me and Mike watched Omaha. We ended up losing, but that's not the point. Um, we ended up winning later. But um, that that really, that season right there made me a Mississippi State fan. That's officially when I was okay with associating myself with a college was that baseball season. So then football comes around and we're watching whatever. And I want to say that was I want to say that was 2019 spring when McNamee hit it off. Because then we the next season comes around and it's 2019 Egg Bowl. I, I think every Mississippi State fan and Ole Miss fan remembers that. I just think one side's a lot more happier about the 2019 Egg Bowl than the other side is, but you know, you you look back on that game and you know, Ole Miss really gets, finally, gets in trouble for something. I mean, it's like, it, they do it all the time, and it's like, thank God somebody threw a flag. And so, uh, that was my first Mississippi State football game, 2019. I, like I said, in 2019, I did not even play football. We're talking 2019 fall. That was my freshman year of high school. I was not playing football for the last two years, and I seventh grade doesn't even count. So to this point, I haven't played football in my entire life. And after that game, I mean, it's a sellout crowd. Uh, to that point, you know, I still didn't understand the importance of the Egg Bowl. Um, I was still a naive Mississippi State fan, but I was a Mississippi State fan. Let's not get that wrong. I was wearing maroon and white at that game. And um, I, I remember turning to Mike um, after – after um, what's his face Logan misses the field the extra point, and I turned to Mike and I was like, I could do that. I mean, I think I could play for Mississippi. I think I could kick for Mississippi State one day. And I remember him looking at me, and he he didn't disagree. And so I think at that moment when that game was over and we were walking out of the stadium, I knew next time I came into that stadium, I wanted to be being recruited and so that spring comes around I still at that point you know then basketball started and I get sidetracked from football and Mississippi State for a little bit Um, I didn't start keeping up with basketball that much until last year for Mississippi State no offense uh, basketball but I'm glad I do now and you know Josh Hubbard's absolutely killing it shameless plug there to my boy J-Hub but um, I didn't really keep up with basketball so you know, basketball comes around, and it's I'm I'm playing I'm playing basketball for my school, so you know, kind of get away from Mississippi State for a little bit, and then um, basketball's over. So then that starts Mississippi State baseball, and like I said, big baseball guy, Mississippi State baseball guy. I'm not a big baseball guy. Uh, don't quote me on that. I'm just a Mississippi State baseball guy. And um, I played up that year for soccer. That's my freshman year. I started as a freshman on my soccer team, and so that was COVID, and once COVID hit and everything shut down, uh, I really had a lot of time to not do anything, Uh, so that's really when I started getting into golf, Um, like what feels like the entire population of the United States decided to start playing golf, and um, I kind of kept up with golf, ended up finally playing um, competitively my sophomore year, but Bible class, my my freshman year. My coach, 
my head football coach at the school was my Bible teacher. And he came up to me and he was like, hey, we, we see you have a big leg. Why don't you give kicking a shot? Well, finally, because I always just wanted to just kick for their school. I never, I didn't want to hit anybody. I didn't want to get my head blown off. Like, that's not happening. I'm not breaking my leg for soccer, for football. So he finally gave in. Um, thank God he did to let me just kick. And um, I was like, okay, I think I can do that for you. So this, so the summer comes around, and it's the first time I've been a part of summer workouts. I did not sleep the night before sophomore summer workouts I couldn't breathe mostly because I knew that I was playing like in three months I'm about to be playing football and I've never played in a football real football game in my life and so that summer goes on and you know I I was weirdly good like you know kids can say yeah I was an absolute animal I did not expect myself to be good like not even just good. I just expected myself to just be able to make extra points and maybe a short field goal. Like I was not, I had no expectations for myself because like I said, I'd never done it before. And after that season was over, um, a lot of people had talked to me. They're like, dude, you're, you're pretty, you're pretty good. I would, I would go to a ranking camp and just kind of see where you are in the nation and see this could be your future. And so I'd look back on the Egg Bowl night. That's literally 13 months later, we win a state championship in football. I just have an incredible sophomore season in my first ever season of football. And we go to this ranking camp, these Coles camps. I'd only seen them on YouTube. And um, only seen them on YouTube. And I was like, well, I guess these guys are like somewhat important. I mean, their top five guys were going to Auburn, LSU. That's when McPherson was going to Florida. And, you know, I was like, these guys are going to these incredible schools through this through this Coles guy. So we head up to Dallas the day after the state champion my first state championship game. And I I everyone I kicked against I was I, I had a better I had a better camp than them. I, I ranked better. I mean I just charted better than everyone. So we really started thinking, man, this this is this is my future. And it, it was so weird to kind of put down soccer because I was getting a lot of college interest with soccer. And it was kind of like, okay, well, I just got ranked eighth in the nation. That's what my that was my first ranking ever. It was eighth in the country, and I'm pretty sure, yes, I did. Yep, yep, I did poop my pants. Yep, I did indeed poop my pants uh, when I saw that I was ranked eighth in the country. And then recruiting kind of took off. Um, I had a ton of schools like Baylor, Oklahoma, Arkansas, those kind of schools. All of a sudden, come out of the the middle of nowhere and. It's like, what is going on? This is like, this is better than I could have ever expected. Like, I know I said that in the stands, but like, I didn't really know if I believed it or not. You know, it was just kind of one of those things, you know, like everyone says, and they probably said after this year, it's like, well, man, I could definitely do it. Mississippi State's kicker did, you know, but you never realize how actually difficult it is until you're doing it. So, uh, sophomore year comes around, you're still not getting that much interest because uh, recruiting a kicker is like impossible getting recruited as a kicker is and so you know summer goes around I have a great summer I go to a few camps well actually I think I just went to Arkansas's camp because they're the only ones who invited me because I was so young but there was one school one school that I really wanted to go to that I wasn't seeing anything from one school and that was Mississippi State 
and it it killed me. It absolutely killed me. As a kid, you know, you're getting recruited by these schools, but there's that one that one school, you know, that you're just waiting on seeing a text. I just was waiting for Matt Brock to see that he DM'd me back, and I never got it. And I think that that really made me work harder, harder than ever. And I think uh, by the time my start of my junior year came around after the summer camp, I was ranked 23rd in the nation. Well, uh, my high school athletic director is a big baseball guy, hosts a huge baseball camp. He's just he's one of the most successful baseball coaches um, in high school ever, I think, really, across all na- across the entire country. He's won, like, five state championships in the last five years. I mean, they haven't lost a game in their in their classification in five years. So he happens to know a guy named Ron Polk. And he goes, well, let me... Let me see what I can do for you. So, all of a sudden, I'm taking I'm taking his Bible class, Coach Fullerton's Bible class, and uh, my my first semester, of my junior year, and he holds me after class one time and goes, "Hey, I, uh, I called Ron Polk yesterday." At this point, <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say it, but I didn't even know who Ron Polk was. And I was like, "Oh, okay, thanks, Coach." And uh, he was like, "He said he's going to go over to the football facility today." And I was like, "You've got to be kidding me." Like, there's no way this is actually about to to come to fruition. And uh, the next day, Coach Full, after Bible class, keeps me again. And he goes, hey, uh, Coach Polk, talk to the football coaches. Uh, let me know when you get a text. And I was like, okay. So that's third period. Fifth period. So that's about an hour and a half later. Get a text from Matt Dudek, which is the player recruit the head of player uh personnel recruiting whatever it is at mississippi state hey man this is matt dudek i work for mississippi state uh football coaches said that they needed to get you out saturday uh, against kentucky it's a night game should be fun can you make it i i I did i'm not even gonna lie to you i I cried i I sobbed like a baby because i was like no way this is happening and uh texted texted my parents and was like uh you got any plans saturday and they're like oh i don't really know why uh because we're going to starkville for a football visit and uh i think i know my mom cried she cries just about about everything so um we head up to starkville that saturday i meet coach brock i meet coach gallant and the rest is kind of history from there you know after that that was the really bad kicking season for mississippi state we we missed three against arkansas so that was really when I started getting on the edge of my seat, like, holy crap, they're, they're struggling. Like, this is my chance to get in. I was getting heavily recruited by Baylor and Oklahoma as well, and Arkansas a little bit. But, I mean, when you have Cam Little, it's really hard to recruit recruit good kickers or kickers in general to come to your school when you have one of the best kickers in the country. So uh, Coach Brock gets uh, down to just linebackers now, and, a guy by the name Eric Mealy takes over special teams um, after the season. And I was a little nervous about that, um, but I just kind of kept kept trucking my way. I mean, like I said, there was no other school I wanted to be. Like I made that decision very, very early. So as soon as I could get my hands on a Mississippi State offer, it was, it was over for every other school. So... Um, that's the end of my junior year. I have a great year again. Uh, 
first team all Arkansas. Uh, just had a really successful year. My team won the state championship again in football. So, you know, having a having a really good team helps. Um, in high school, you know, when you – I think I lost four games in high school. Like, that, that helps a kicker out big time when you can kick a ton of footballs. And I uh, played on college uprights, so that helped too. Um, so June – June 10th, 2022, um, I head up to Mississippi State to basically compete for a roster spot. How how special how recruiting a specialist works is pretty pretty bad, um, but there is no other way to do it. Um, basically, you have to kick in front of these coaches in order. Like these these recruiting camps can say all they want about you, but the coaches have to see you for themselves. Basically, they need to see that you can handle the pressure. So uh, I go to this camp, Mississippi State camp. I barely slept the night before. All I could think about was like, Kyle, if you do good, if you do good, you're going to be a Mississippi State Bulldog. Like, I, I, it didn't set in that like you have to do like you essentially have to do good tomorrow. There is no, there is no, but maybe again, no, there is no again with kicking. We're getting recruited as a kicker. If you do not do good at the camp, you do not get offered. I mean, it's that simple. And luckily for me, um, I, I had probably the best day of my life kicking. And um, I, I won the camp. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, what's going on? And Coach Mealy took my family around on golf carts and showed us around campus. And during that golf cart ride, when we got out at the soccer field, I stopped and looked uh, looked around and was just like, there's no way he's got three huge golf carts with these recruiting people around if he doesn't want me. And that's when it really set in. My, my heart was beating out of my chest. And uh, I get a text from, I, I go to Baylor the next day, first of all. So I drive all the way from Starkville to Waco overnight. Um, just in case, you know, Mississippi State didn't work out. I mean, Baylor's not a bad backup plan. They just won the Sugar Bowl, beat the University of Mississippi, and that really helps. Um, but... Um, you know, Baylor's a really good football team, so I head up there, and I do well at that camp, too. And so while I'm at Baylor, Mr. Uh, Eric Mealy texts me and goes, Hey, man, this is my number. Keep it. I'll see you next week. And so I was like, uh, you'll see me next week. And he's like, yeah, can you come back to Starkville? I was like, Coach, I would run to Starkville. If you want me back in a week, I will come back in a week. I will, I will backpedal. I'll crawl. I'll army crawl to Starkville if it means that I have a shot or that I get a roster spot. I, I, I will literally do whatever. And by the way, this might be a little more than 25 minutes, but I think it's worth it. So, you know, Baylor texts me and it's like, hey, what's the rest of your plans? You know, you did really well at our camp. We want to see you again. Uh, Coach Aranda wants to see you. And I was like, I'll let you know. Which you don't really say that to a college, but... I had my I had my eyes set on this and I knew that I was gonna get it. So he texts me and goes, Listen, this is this is basically this is how it goes down. We're there's like five of us, six of us there, and essentially you prove that you're better than these guys and it's yours. The next day we will call you and we will offer you a spot at Mississippi State and give you a shot. And that was that was really the text. And I was like, You got it. I'll see you there. So the next Saturday comes along. It's a Saturday morning. Feels really good outside for about an hour. And then Mississippi Heat takes over. And my freaking shorts were sucked to the sweat of my thighs. But 
um, we go to that. It's probably besides before this year, it was the most nervous I've probably ever been in my entire life. And I remember just sitting there in the Palmero about to, about to compete for a spot at my dream school and looking around at these other four guys and going, I'm about to whoop you. I'm about to whoop you and I'm about to whoop you and I'm about to whoop you. And field goal comes around and I absolutely dominate in field goal. Like nobody touches me. I, I missed the final ball, but like I, I absolutely destroyed everyone. And after field goal, Coach Gallant comes up to me and he's like, um, I don't know what Coach Mealy wants to do, but uh, I really want you. And he's like, but do well on do well on kickoff. And I was like, Coach, you can't tell me that and then expect me not to become like a like a kid on Christmas morning. Like, are you kidding me? So kickoff comes around and it was the best day I think I've ever kicked off in my entire life. To this day, the best the best day I've ever kicked off. I was kicking balls fourteen deep. And after the kickoff was over, all five guys, I think, realized who won. And if they didn't, they found out uh, the next day when they offered me. But, um, you know, after that, I sat back in the car in the parking lot. And I just kind of soaked in the moment. And I was kind of like, oh, my gosh, I think I just did it. Like, I think I just did it. And the next morning, I go to Starkville Cafe to eat. Um, I showed my dad around campus. And I was like, Dad, this is where I'm going to school. And he's like, well, it's fine by me. And so the next day, me and my dad go eat breakfast in Starkville Cafe. And we somehow run into Coach Mealy. And I'll never forget the altercation we had in front of Starkville Cafe. Um, his eyes lit up when he saw me, came over, gave me a hug, gave my dad a hug. And he was like, um, what are you doing in about an hour and a half, two hours? And I was like, going back home, coach. And he's like, all right, well, I'll give you a call. It's it's going to be really, really great news. You're probably going to want to put on your, other, your, your mom and your stepdad on the phone and your grandparents, whoever you want to hear, because I've got some pretty good news for you. Guys, I could not eat breakfast. Like, you know when you're, I don't know, when you got a trip in the morning and you're laying in bed and, you, and you're a kid and you're going to the beach and your parents say you're not leaving until 8 a.m. and you somehow, of course, it's the one time in, ever that you wake up at 545, but you're wide awake and you can't go back to sleep. So you sit there just like wishing you could time lapse the next two hours. That was me. The whole time sitting at, at breakfast, I was like, what can I do to pass this two hours? Can I watch YouTube? Can I watch a movie? Like, what could I possibly do to surpass this two hours as fast as humanly possible? Because I've got to get to that phone call. It's been three years in the making. Get me to the phone call. So, the phone call comes. And I looked at my dad. He gave me a nod. I started, I almost just started, I teared up. I was like, there's just no way this is about to happen. Now, before I get to the phone call, there was about a 5% chance, like a 5% of me that was like, if this man is going to make me come back next week, I'm going to strangle him. I'm going to strangle him if I have to come back and kick again. Coach, I can only I can only be so good so many times before I suck. Like, you can't keep doing this to me. 
Like, please tell me. The good news is not, okay, you made the final two. Now it's going to be a 1v1. Like, please don't tell me that. Please just tell me I've been offered a spot at Mississippi State. And that's exactly what he did. I answered, said, hey, everybody. We all said hello. There's like there's like seven of us on the call. And uh, he's like, we just want to thank you for coming down twice. And you performed really well. And we think you're ready and deserve an offer to be a Mississippi State Bulldog. And so we're officially offering you a, a PWO, preferred walk-on, to be a Mississippi State Bulldog. And exactly two weeks later, I committed. I told every other coach, don't text me, don't call me, I will block you. Um, I'm a Mississippi State Bulldog. Um, there is no if ands, or buts about it. And so, you know, that kind of that kind of made senior year a lot easier for me um, personally. So December of my senior year comes around, and in one week, I had a great senior year, uh, set a ton of records, became the all-time Arkansas high school leading scorer, uh, with over 300 points. And so I had a great senior year. And December comes around. I had my birthday. I hit a, I hit a game winner to send us to the state championship as time expired. Uh, comeback win. Um, just a dream come true, really, for me. To finally get to do that. I mean, we were just beating people by 40 points. Like, we won a state championship my sophomore year by, like, 38 points. Like, games are not close. We get moved up a classification. And... Uh, nobody really thought we could do it, and we beat the number one team in the state uh, at our place in the semifinal, and I hit a walk-off game winner, and then my birthday was the next day. I, I don't I don't know how you can get much better than that. And then the next week comes along, and on Thursday, I lost my Nana, um, kind of unexpectedly, if I'm being honest, on Sunday. She was alive and well. I was texting her about the game that weekend. She lives in Scotland, so... Uh, she usually just watched them the next morning and would text me about it and whatnot. So we'd been texting uh, for the weekend. And then on Thursday, she passed away kind of unexpectedly. And so that was really tough. Um, then Saturday came and uh, we lost the state championship, uh, which just kind of added the icing on the cake. And then uh, the cake didn't, it didn't stop with the icing. We had, had to put a cherry on top. And uh, that Tuesday, Coach Leach passed away. So that really was a tough week uh, for me because, you know, I lost I lost a, lost a really important person in my life. I lost a game that meant the world to me, and I lost a coach that I couldn't – I can't explain to you how excited I was to play for him. And so that really kind of, I don't know, put life into perspective for me. Uh, my senior year of high school, um, a few things went down at my school, and you know, I I wasn't I wasn't really alone, uh, but it kind of felt that way, and um, you know, life goes on and whatnot, and Coach Mealy ended up keeping his job, and that just that that really really just kept me in it, and uh, not that I was gonna decommit or leave Mississippi State, but you know, it just allowed me to take a deep breath and realize that God was in control and that I was going to be okay. And, you know, summer comes around. Well, the spring goes on. Um, and after the spring, things got very promising for me. Um, very, very promising, especially with what Coach Mealy was telling me 
you know, he was like, we really think you have a shot to play. Like, not just a shot to be on the team and just be a part of it. You could very possibly play. If you play your cards right and you do what we think you can do, we think you can play. And, you know, sitting there after he said that to me at the spring game, I was like, this is why. Everything happens for a reason. I'm truly convinced by it. You know, you get, you get, God puts you in tests and it's really, that was a test for me that week in December was a test on if I really love things. And if I really loved it, you know, I'd be rewarded for it. And I really think I was rewarded, um, in, in April, Super Bowl dog weekend, which by the way, we beat Ole Miss, um, in baseball. Um, that was pretty cool. But anyway, um, so summer came along and I did my thing and ended up listening. If you listen to that first clip, um, that's really the moment that became full circle for me. And I'm super excited um, to be here. I don't think anybody really realizes how excited I am uh, to be at Mississippi State, even with all the change again that's going on right now. I can't explain to you what putting on the maroon and white means and what it's going to keep meaning and what it will forever mean. And I hope you now see why when I say that you see my story and you see the the whole thing, the whole picture that puts me in Starkville, Mississippi today in 2024, five years, five calendar years after I realized that this was the place I wanted to be. And so um, I really hope that I captivated your attention here in the first episode of Kicking It with Kyle Ferry. Um, super excited to to do this. And, you know, I hope that this kind of opens your eyes to see, you know, we're not just college football players. We're people, too. And we're not just people, but we're kids. And, um, you know, I think it can it can really put your life into perspective, and it sure puts mine into perspective. And so, um, what a first episode. Uh, I didn't know if I could get to 25 minutes, but we're at 35 minutes. And um, I could talk all day about it. It's just, it's so much fun and watching God move through it and watching him take control of it for me uh, was was really, really special and cool uh, to see how it all just fell into place. Exactly how I expect, how not how I expected it, but how I dreamed of it being. And um, I was going to do a question or two, but I don't want to take up too much time and lose your attention and also get you more excited for next week's um, podcast. I think we're going to, we started with my story, and I think next we're going to move into my experience. Um, so I stopped at the summer, heading into Mrs. heading in to my first year as a Bulldog. So I think we're going to pick up this story in the summer of 2023 when I step foot on Mississippi State's campus. So once again, I want to thank you guys for listening to episode one of Kicking It With Kyle Ferry and listening to my story. And uh, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, like I said, my DMs are open on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you name it. Find me and uh, you will be answered for sure. Uh, But once again, thank you and I Hope you tune in to our next episode on Kicking It with Kyle Ferry. And I'm signing off.